Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Drone to 1K podcast. I'm your host, David Young. And today we have season four, episode one. Really pumped to bring you another episode uh, and another season. I'm here actually recording this intro in my dining room at my house. Uh, we're gonna have the first episode released this coming Tuesday, so I wanna make sure and uh, get this intro done so that it can get released to the world. Uh, but excited today to talk to um, Jen Allen is our interview. Uh, she has some experience doing videos for uh, weddings and events and then got into real estate when um, COVID hit because COVID took the wedding industry and kind of messed it up for a while and tons and tons of her events got pushed back. Um, so I don't want to ruin the story, but she talks about how she dealt with that and how she built a thriving business, both doing real estate and events. Uh, she has some great, great tips on how she landed those clients, the networking, uh, what she does, what she charges, all the questions that everybody always asks and wants to know. So looking forward to having that conversation today. If you're new to this podcast, maybe this is the first episode you've listened to, a uh, real quick background on what it is. So Drone to 1K, uh, we interview drone business owners, drone entrepreneurs on how they launched their business, how they got started, and what they do to be successful. Uh, and our minimum criteria to get on the show is that someone has to be making at least $1,000 a month. Most of our guests are making much more, but we do have some people that are on the very front end of that spectrum because we want to get a wide variety of people on here um, to show you, hey, here's what it looks like when you're just starting and maybe just crossing that threshold. And then, hey, here's what it looks like maybe when you're making you know, multiple six figures a year. We have some guests that have um, hit that benchmark as well. So we wanted to give you just a taste of everything, different industries, um, different areas of drone expertise. Uh, so that's what this podcast is about. Um, the interviews are usually about 30 to 45 minutes long. And, um, you know, we also kind of hide Easter eggs inside the uh, podcast. So last season we played this game. I think it was fun. I think we're going to do it again now. But uh, it's kind of a tr two truths and a lie type of game where uh, if you listen to the podcast, if you go to the show notes or you look in the YouTube video where the uh, uh, podcast is, there'll be a link to a, basically a one-question quiz that asks you a question about the podcast. Two of the statements will be true, one of them will be false, and you have to pick the false one. And if you get that right, um, you can pick uh, some prizes that you, uh, you know, in order. So, hey, first choice is a t-shirt, second choice is this, you know, we have some free courses and some other swag on there. And then we pick winners every single week and we um, announce those in the next podcast release. So it just rewards the people who are true podcast fans who are out there listening to the episodes as soon as they come out because you have to get your answers in before the next podcast episode is released. So you have to listen to it in the week it comes out and fill that quiz out. Uh, and last year we gave away tons of swag, t-shirts, even some coaching calls and some free courses. So that was a lot of fun. So if you're looking forward to doing that and you're interested in that, look for the link um, around uh, in the show notes or on the YouTube video. Um, it might be in the email too, but I'm not sure. Uh, but keep a lookout for that. Another thing I wanted to, to tell you all about, there's been some recent or the, some changes in recreational drone flying. So uh, a while ago, 2018, there was a bill passed that said that the FAA needed to come out with some type of training, certification type of thing for recreational flyers to make sure that everybody knew um, the rules, what they were doing. So the FAA had been working on this for a while. We actually flew up to DC as a part of a little working group in um, January of 2020 to help them come up with um, some you know, metrics around how this should be rolled out. And then recently, a, a few weeks ago, as of this recording, the, it, the trust exam has been released. So it's called TRUST, which is the UAS, sorry, uh, T is for the, 
the Recreational UAS Safety Test. So kind of an interesting acronym. But really, uh, it's very simple. It's free. Uh, it's, it doesn't take that long to take. Um, it's impossible to fail. So it's really not that big of a burden, but it's just something to make sure everybody knows the rules of the road when it comes to flying drones. So everybody, if you're flying a drone, um, you need to take this trust exam. Again, it's free. Drone Launch Academy was selected as one of 16 test administrators. So if you want to take that through us, again, it's free no matter who you take it through, but uh, dronelaunchacademy.com slash trust, and uh, you can get that done and knock it out of the way, and you get the certificate that you just need to um, have available digitally or in person um, whenever you're flying your drone. So we, it, when you take it through us, it gets emailed to you, so you can just have it in your email. So if you're ever flying your drone and someone starts giving you trouble, you can say, hey, no, I've taken this um, course that says I'm good to go and you have a certificate to show that. Uh, so just I wanted you to know that is a thing now and you need to do that, but it's free, it doesn't take too long, so you might as well just go knock it out. DroneLaunchAcademy.com slash trust. Uh, and one more thing, always love it if you guys leave reviews on the, the podcast. It's huge for us uh, as far as showing other people that this is a show worth listening to. So if you like it and if you've been enjoying these interviews and these podcast episodes, I'd love it if you went to um, Apple iTunes left us a positive review or just or a review i'm not you know whatever you think and um however you like it uh, leave us a review uh, as a thank you we'll send you a t-shirt if you screenshot your review and send it to jorge so j-o-r-g-e at dronelaunchacademy.com you can copy me on the email as well david at dronelaunchacademy.com and we will send you a free t-shirt as a thank you for taking the time to do that so um i think that's it for now and let's get into the episode with Jen. Really uh, pumped to bring this episode to you and have another season, season four, hitting the books. Okay, everyone. Welcome to the Drone1K podcast. Uh, we have today with us on this episode, uh, Jen Allen of Wildwood Media. Thanks for uh, coming to talk to me, Jen. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. So for those of you familiar with the podcast, typically we just dive right in to getting people's stories and asking them you know, how they got started in the world of drones. So um, do you want to walk us through, you know, when you first got interested in drones and, and how all your kind of business started to come about? Okay. Yeah. So I started, I've been doing wedding videos for like 15 years and I guess maybe three years ago, drones were really coming about in this area. And I was getting more and more people asking, you know, how can we get drone footage in your videos? And so it started out, I would, you know, outsource it and hire somebody else to come in and they would like meet me at the wedding venue before the wedding started and go ahead and get it. And then I learned quickly, I just need to figure out how to do this on my own so I can handle it all. So um, I, I have two little kids. So I started like a year ago, like looking up drone things and reading about them online. And um, it probably took me a lot longer to go through the Drone Launch Academy than most people. <laughs> but I went I'm through sure, the whole I'm sure thing. It did. <laughs> yeah, I went through the whole thing. And then I was due to take my test in March, of course, when COVID hit. And then oh, all the testing facilities were closed. So I'm like, Summer. well, I'm just going to refresh all of my memory going through drone launch again. Okay. <laughs> during the shutdown. So that's what I did during quarantine is I really like hammered in and went back through and um, just went over different things that I had had trouble remembering. And um, it was easy to go back because I kind of just flagged stuff that I wasn't sure about. So it was easy to kind of go back and, and read over that stuff again. And so then as soon as testing facilities opened up again, I went and took it and, and passed it. So it was a huge relief. Nice. Awesome. Well, good. Congrats. Um, 
and so so you were basically first in the wedding industry started getting into drones pretty so it sounds like pretty recently that you just passed a test i guess in the spring we're recording this in case you're listening to this in the future it's what december 2020 so um so not super long how um what was the first drone you ever purchased um, I did, I got the Mavic Air and now I have the Mavic Air too. And so I have both just, you know, one as a backup in case I need it. Awesome. So uh, is the drone right now for you, is it just kind of a part of your uh, wedding video business or is it, um, are you doing stuff with just the drone? So I started with it just in wedding video. And then this year when COVID hit and we rescheduled 60 some weddings. And so- Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was yes, it was, it was terrible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole year rescheduling, but thank goodness I got in with a really awesome group of realtors in Asheville. And so what we wanted to do because people weren't really looking at houses is that we wanted to create like a lifestyle video showing like a walkthrough of the house, but then also show the area. And so, right. so many people move here from out of state. So the drone was like vital in getting those because I was able to show the area, but not just the house, but also show like what downtown looks like, you know, from an aerial view and all those sorts of things and like the shops in the area and things like that. So it was more than just like a walkthrough video. We were able mm -hmm. to get drone footage of, you know, just kind of showing the lifestyle of the area. The and there's so many, in this area, there's so many different like little suburbs. So there was just, there was tons of footage to get. And even now I've gotten so much that I can like use as stock. And so people will pay me just for like, hey, we just need drone footage of this part of the town or whatever. And nice. I thought of that, that I can use again and resell. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's let's walk through that a little bit. You said, you know, you were lucky to get in with a group of realtors. Um, you know, one of the biggest things people have, you know, struggles with or, or get hung up on is, you know, they get a drone, they start to get good at it and then they just don't really know how to find people to work with. So, you know, talk, how did you, you said you just kind of gloss it. Yeah. I had a group, great group of realtors to work with. How did you end up <laughs> finding those people and what was that process like of even approaching them and lead had that leading to work? Right. So that has taken more time. Cause I, I met a realtor like maybe three years ago when I started getting into real estate photography. And of course it starts out as like, you know, I'll do it for free or I'll do it for a hundred bucks or whatever. And so, but you do a good job and then they continually start booking you. And then I have, I have a specific package where I come in and do the photography, the, like a walkthrough video and drone footage and drone video. So nice. I get photos and the videos. So, um, you know, when people, it's social, social media is so big. So when they start putting it out there, the specific group that I got in with this or over the past two years, they have about 20 some realtors. So it's been nice for them to like give my name out. And then there are some people there that specifically just list like land in the Asheville area. And so a lot of them have just hired me like just for drone photography of the land. So that's yeah. been nice too. Everything's kind of like led to something else, but it definitely started with just trying to get my foot in the door by offering things at a low price or doing it, you know, for free a few times. Yeah. Now, when you were doing that and you were starting, you said, so you said that was like three years ago then, huh? Mm -hmm. That's nice yeah. that you had some groundwork kind of laid there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you're approaching these people to say, hey, can I do free work? Because I know even sometimes you'll go to someone and say, hey, uh, I see you got this house. Can I shoot it for free with a drone? They're just like, mm -hmm. who are you? Right. Uh, no, I don't think so. Can you go away? You know, right. 
what was your, if you can remember back kind of three years ago, like, do you, did you have like an approach or how did you initially get people to like, let you in the door? I mean, so my very first real estate job, I just like tried to use network connections and I have a cousin that lives like seven hours away that was with Keller Williams. And so I'm like, Hey, you call the Keller Williams here and have, you know, you know, they, they know each other at all these meetings and stuff that they go to. So yeah. he knew people that were in my area. So he actually called and helped get me a foot in the door to actually go meet with them. And then that's when they let him, let me start, you know, taking pictures for them. Yeah, and, warm um, intro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so he just, what did he say to him? He said, Hey, uh, you said it was a cousin. Yep. It's a cousin. Yes. Yeah, so so I was, I worked for uh, the school photography company up here for about 15 years. And I was trying to get out of that and do my own thing. And so, you know, he just called him, he went out on a limb for me and told him that I was, you know, leaving my job, trying to do photography full time. And so they gave me a shot and it worked out. And I've, I work with so many realtors now. I found my journal the other day of like my goals of my first year. Like this is, I want to work with three real estate agents. And now I'm like, it's awesome. I work with like 20 some now. So it's cool to look on the past few years and see how it's grown. Yeah. Oh, that's good that you wrote that down too. Like, cause I think a lot of people, they maybe just do stuff and they don't think about it. And then later they don't ever have a chance to like look back and be like, whoa, I was way, I was way back here, you know, and now I have all this, you know, um, I even tried to do that with Drone Launch Academy, like throughout the years, occasionally I would either jot down notes or this sounds kind of stupid. I don't think I've told someone this before, but I would literally like take a video on my phone, like, and not send it to anyone. I'm just like, all right, message for future David. Here's why right now really sucks really bad, you know? And uh, I don't know, it just kind of made me feel better to be like, I know later I'm going to look back at this and I'm going to be like, oh man, those were, you know, hard to work through, but now I'm, you know, past it. So um, exactly. So that's really cool. So, so they just said, you know, your cousin said, Hey, will you give her a shot? And were you doing stuff for free or was, or were you doing it for cheap or what was your kind of initial first jobs like? So my first job, they, I had only done one job and it was my house. Cause I took, you know, real estate pictures of my house. Sure. But and, you started so you could have some type of like example to show them. Yeah, exactly. I had to show them something. And, sure. um, yeah, so I just started with that and they were paying me like $125 every time I'd go take pictures for them. Okay. And so and now I've been able, like now I charge 500 to go. So it's, it's grown a lot and I've been yeah. able to network with a lot of other, you know, firms in the area and grow it to other people and other companies. Cool. Was that, was it the hardest part kind of just the very beginning getting it moving? I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of people referring you all over the place at this point. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, anybody in your town, like, you know, people you go to church with or, or, you know, school with or parents or whatever, you, there are realtors everywhere. I feel like there's so many ways, you know, just find somebody, even if you barely know them or have an acquaintance or a mutual friend or something, I feel like, you know, if you offered to do something for free or for cheap, that it would, you know, help you get your foot in the door. Yeah. So you never had to do any like totally cold, like just randomly start calling people up and be like, Hey, can I work for you for free? Not, I mean, I did when I moved to this town, I, we used to live in Asheville and we moved about 30 minutes out. And so when I moved out, I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to have stuff that's actually in this town. I don't have to drive over to Asheville, you know, which is fine. It's not that big of a deal, but um, those I did start cold calling on and, and that was a little harder. It has always paid off if I had a mutual friend or somebody that I could say, you know, you know, even if I knew a realtor, if they had somebody they already used, if they could say, well, you know, if somebody else, if a new realtor's coming on, you know, tell them I'll do their first job for them for free. So I did a few of those too. And that helped a lot. 
Okay. So you kind of talk to the people at the brokerage and say, if you get a new realtor, let them know about me and I'll do it for free. Right. Especially like new real estate agents are, you know, they have to pay a lot of money out of pocket to like stage homes and get photos done and all that stuff. So if that's one thing they could get for free Mm. on their very first one, that's helped a lot. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's cool. Um, So when you mentioned earlier that your package that you offer is, is like the drone, uh, like photos, uh, kind of like a walkthrough video, like kind of a comprehensive deal. Is that what you're selling for 500 or you just do the photos for 500? I, that's what I sell for 500. Okay. If I, if I just do a drone job, I charge 250. So gotcha. it's sort of, it's, you know, it's a huge price break if they get everything. Yeah. So do you just, are those your two? Cause people, I'm, I, this is always a question people have. They're like, well, what about pricing? And like, how do you structure your packages and this and that? So for you, is it just those two prices, like either just drone for 250 or like the full shebang for 500 or you have more kind of options? Basically I do like just drone for 250 or just photography for 250, like the whole house and everything, uh-huh. just video for 250 um, or 275. I'm sorry. Then everything for 500. Oh, so they can get, so they can get just video for 275, mm-hmm. just photos for 250, just droned for 250 or everything mm-hmm. for 500 bucks. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. And then if they, if they want like the lifestyle type where I go around and get drone footage everywhere, that's an additional hundred. Okay. So that's like, if you're going in the community and like flying around different places and stuff. Right. right. Okay, cool. So, um, so do you have that, but you started that like three years ago. So it sounds like more recently with COVID, you switched over to be more heavy on the real estate stuff, kind of away from the weddings. Um, yeah, we had a lot of weddings actually happen like in October, November, and a lot have moved to next year. So we've still, you know, got all those, those plans and those are all on the calendar, but we've been really thankful that the real estate stuff has kind of gotten us through this year. Cool. I think you're the first person I've talked to who's combined uh, weddings and real estate. Usually have someone who's like only weddings or they're only yeah. real estate or they're only something else, you know? Um, but right. I think it ended up paying off nicely for you that you had kind of this uh, fallback industry or niche, you know, sounds right. like. Right. I think if anything, COVID has taught us not to just be dependent on like one industry and really not even one area. Like we're so close to the Tennessee border that, stuff in Tennessee is like totally different than it is in North Carolina. So it's been nice to have like two different markets and two different things that we work in. That's cool. Um, So, so you, let me, I'm just going to try to go kind of work through the story here. So, you know, three years ago, so I guess a long time ago, even in photography sounds like for a while, you know, three years ago, you started doing some real estate stuff. You've done wedding video for a really long time before Mm -hmm. let's like pre COVID. What was your mix of like real estate work to wedding work? Um, before COVID, I was doing maybe like one, I'd say maybe three real estate jobs a month. Okay. And then, I mean, though for years I've been doing like 60 to 80 weddings a year, mm. which is way too many. <laughs> every single weekend? It is. It's every single weekend. And especially in this area, like when the leaves change, like in October, we had weddings almost every single day, like even Monday through Thursday. Wow. Every so, day, even if it was like an elopement or something. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to remember. So were you doing pictures and video for the weddings or just one? We do a mix of both. So my, if they book me and my husband, we will do photo and video. Um, I'd say we do that maybe like 30% of the time. And then the rest is video. Gotcha. And how much just for curiosity for the um, wedding stuff, 
this sounds like you were using drones for some of the wedding stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. What uh, what would you charge for like a wedding um, like package? Um, most people that book us, if they just want video, is about three thousand, like for full day coverage for eight hours. And um, also, when we started with that, we were charging like five hundred dollars. <laughs> like we've grown that a lot. And then when I got my drone license, I just told people, you know, I don't charge like drone a la carte. I just upped my packages and you know, put it into the package. So I valued it at at like $500 and I raised my prices and people have been paying it. So like $3,500 basically per wedding for video. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's so many people that get married from out of state and especially with COVID with them having to cut their guest list, they really want their video to like show what the area looked like. And they, everybody's like, you know, can we get drone footage? And I'm like, it's already built into the package. Like everybody wants it. So I figured it was worth it to up the prices by that. Yeah, that's cool. Now for your wedding video business, I mean, I know that's a little bit different, but you also use drones. And it's funny, actually, I think the last podcast we did for season two is another person who um, started in the wedding video kind of industry and said the same thing. It's like, everybody wanted drones for some reason. So so how did you get started doing weddings? Like, what was that? What was that like? And when did, like, how did that start? Um, so that started, I used to live in Charlotte and I had a guy down there that hired me to just like second shoot for him and edit for him. And like the first time I got behind the camera, I'm like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I love this. It's so much fun. Like, I love just like, you know, you're a part of some, like the best day of their life. So it's, it's usually always really fun and exciting and things usually go really smoothly. And Um, you know, wedding days can be chaotic, but it's, that's what makes it fun. And it's something different every weekend. Cool. So like what year was that? Or like how many years ago was that? Um, I started that in 2005 and then I just kind of did it on the side until four years ago. And that's when I left my like corporate job, I guess you'd say, and then just started doing this full time. Oh, so you did it on the side for quite a while then. Yeah. 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 Cool. And then how many, so you were working a full-time job and shooting a bunch of weddings? I was, when I was doing it on the side, I was maybe shooting like 20 a year. And so when I left, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to take whatever I can get, especially with COVID now. I'm like, I'm still going to take anything I can get because you don't know like when there'll be another lockdown, but um, yeah, yeah, it's been really fun. And it's this area that we're in, there's so many people that come from out of state. And then there's so many people that like to like go up on the mountain and get you know, elope. So it's a lot yeah. of times if I do elopement, it's just like, you know, me and the photographer and the couple, you know, that's and we cool. get to make an awesome video. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. And I love, that's one of my favorite parts of the country actually. I'm in Florida. So like North Carolina is where all the Floridians like flock yes. <laughs> during the summer to like get away from the, whatever, hundred and something. Yeah. <laughs> actually did it this past summer. I, or I went, didn't go to Asheville, but I went to um, kind of like the Boone uh, Banner Elk yeah. kind of area up there. So yeah. I left, it was like, it was like late July, early August. And I was like, I got to get out of yes. here. So I, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, One it's really thing, nice. Another thing that really helped me is when I got my drone license and I felt really confident about it, I would show up early to all my venues, especially like the higher end ones. And I would get really awesome pictures for them to have. And so I would always give them to them or tag them in them. And then we're like fresh on their mind. You know, they're always like, oh my gosh, we've never seen our venue from this angle before. And they'd get so excited. And I'd do like a nice, like HDR shot for them. Mm-hmm. And so 
then you're like fresh on people's mind and they give your name out to couples and stuff that come in. Oh, so you get kind of referrals from the venue that way too, by giving them a little gift. Right. right. Oh, that's smart. I like that. Yeah. Nice. So it's like four years ago, you were doing weddings. Uh, you went full time on the wedding. Did you like, just, were you so booked up that you're like, I'll just do it full time and you were easy to fill up your schedule or when you went full time, you kind of had, did you have to work at it and to get more clients? Yeah. The first year I definitely had to work at it. I just kind of like took a leap and the same thing I wrote down in a journal, like if I can get 15 weddings this year, I'll consider it like a successful first year. Mm -hmm. And the first year, I think I had like 33. So I doubled what I had planned to do. So that it was the same thing though with that is just offering to do it, you know, at a really good price and, um, you know, just trying to get stuff out there on social media and advertising on the right places and things like that. But then, um, you know, that first year, especially in this area, if you really network, I mean, I guess this is anywhere. If you really network with venues that you like working at and get, you know, don't just go in and do your thing. Like it helps to go in and meet the owner and, you know, not be salesy, but just, you know, tell them, you know, I'll give you this video. You can use it on your website. You can use the drone photos I get or videos or whatever. And then they keep you in mind and refer you out for other business. And that, that always helps. Nice. That is smart. You know, actually, that's so funny you said that because um, you know, I do, we do some drone business stuff on the side here too, more as like uh, to test out different marketing strategies for mm-hmm. to teach other people stuff. Um, Cause we stay pretty busy with teaching courses, but I knew I took some pictures. It was a new like food hall place opening up down the street and I was flying my drone. I took a couple shots of it and I knew the owner of it. And so as like a little gift, I sent him uh, like a little like canvas print of one of the things. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, cool thing. And then this, then like a year later, his friend is an event planner and there was some event that was happening and they wanted drone footage. And they're like, Oh, this guy took this awesome photo of this yeah. food hall. You should call him and get, so anyways, it's just, it's funny the way you said that. Yeah. That really does. That really does work. Um, yeah. I do feel like anytime you just do something nice like that, it'll end up paying off and it may be like a year from now or yeah. longer, but it always yeah. leads to something else. It seems. Yeah. But I do think that's a really good lead source for people that folks might not have thought about are like venues, event planners, like those type of people, especially if you're in mm-hmm. kind of wanting to do more general film stuff. Cause I know there's different niches that people want to get into with drones, but if you're kind of in like video production, film, wedding stuff, I feel like that's uh, obvious. Well, obviously if you're in wedding stuff, that's good, but um, so cool. So when you were going to build up like you that first year you tried to get 15 and you got more than 30 what did you do to get those 30 how did you do how did you accomplish that um well i i advertised on like wedding wire and i just you know i just did kind of like the basic thing with that and i don't know like it's kind of hit or miss like maybe i got 30 percent from that but i also reached out to planners in the area and told them i was offering video at this price you know, just go ahead and give them everything, give them sample videos so that they can, you know, they would have it to send out to people. And then also I just kind of picked venues around my house and in Asheville that I knew I wanted to work at and just reached out to them. And sometimes they get back with you and sometimes they don't, but I feel like if they're hearing your name or they see a video, then, you know, they'll, they'll keep you in mind. So you just reached out and said, Hey, I just want to let you know what I'm doing. Here's my prices. Here's my stuff that I do, you know, and you send it all to them just to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just were you calling them or emailing them or what? I was doing both, and sometimes I'd go by. I think because my past was a I was a sales rep, and so I was mm. never like super salesy. It was more to me about like building a relationship and getting to yeah. know somebody and like connecting with them on something that you have in common. 
and then they remember you. So you'd go by these places. What do you do? Ask for like, who are you asking for when you go by? I would ask for like the wedding planner or the wedding coordinator or like the events manager, things like that. Okay. And they come up to you and they're just like, Hey, what's up? Who are you? Like, what was your pitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would just tell them, you know, I'm trying to do wedding video. Like, you know, here's some samples, gave them my YouTube channel and, you know, left them a card. I always take something nice. Like you know, cookies or something to them. Hmm. I mean, okay. nobody's going to be mean to you if you bring them cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. So you bring them a snack and you bring them some samples and a card. Exactly. Uh, did you, did you always have like a pretty positive reception to that? Or are people like, okay, I don't have time for this. Can you leave? Yeah. I mean, definitely. Sometimes people are just like, they seem too busy or, you know, obviously they have a million other things going on, but I'm like, okay. Hey, if it sticks with a couple people, then it's worth it. Yeah. How many, how many places? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I also have this little um, video album that I offer for my weddings. It's kind of like, it looks like a photo album, but when you open it, it's like an iPad inside and shows your wedding mm -hmm. video. Cool. So after I shot it, and they're expensive, so I only did this for a few ven venues I really wanted to get in with. But after I shot, and the sh opening shot is always like a drone shot, it's a couple drone shots, mountain mm -hmm. shots. Um, but I would give that to the venues with like a wedding that I had shot at their venue so that they can keep it and show it to couples that came there to meet with them for their mm. place. Now you're talking about something where I think I've seen these. And I actually might have a few. You can like, it's like those, it's almost like those picture frames where the pictures rotate, but it's like video and it's like in a little thing you open up and you can load the video yeah. onto it. Is that it? Yeah, it looks like a book, but when you open it, it's got a screen inside and it starts playing. Yeah. So I think I have a couple of those. I think I paid like $70 for them. They were kind of big. Is that what, is that what you remember? Mine was like, I got them in bulk for like 65 a piece. Okay. I think it's a nice touch, though, especially if you're going to give it to someone who's going to bring you a lot of leads and it'll help right. them kind of show. Yeah. I mean, stuff. yeah, if you get it somewhere where they give you, they end up giving you three weddings. And like, if we have, if we do our photo video, we charge over 6,000 for that. So even if we got one from that, you know, it's worth the 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if you bought like, 10 of them you spent seven, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, um, what I, I'm curious, like, what was, do you remember how, I mean, I know I'm, I'm asking you to think way back, but like how many places you went to, like, what was your success rate? Would you say of like, I went into, like, I walked into 20 places and I got bookings from this many. Do you remember any numbers like that? I always felt like my rate was like 30%, you know, just kind of cold calling like that. I feel like that's pretty good for like cold walk-in stuff. You think? <laughs> I mean, when you're in it, you feel like, man, this is not going well. But then, yeah, if you get just a few from it, I feel like it's worth it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's funny. We we're having a conversation. So for one of our courses, like one of our drone business courses, we have some office hours where people can come on and we all talk and stuff. But one guy was doing some cold calls and I think he cold called two people, maybe three people. And, and he got like, each of them was like, oh, I'm not interested. One guy said, oh, we have someone in-house that does that. And he was mm -hmm. all discouraged. And I was like, listen, you're, you're going to get way more no's, especially if it's totally cold, way more no's than yeses. And there's, you know, there's stats that show like only a very small percentage of people are like ready to buy from you at the time that you talk to them. Right. I was like, so if you just go cold call, um, you know, you're talking to people when the pain that you're trying to solve is not really like at the forefront of their mind. So they're just mm -hmm. going to say no or not now. And I was like, and it might give you like the false perception that like what you do isn't valuable and that no one wants it when that's not the case is just that you'd happen to not be talking to the person that needs it at that moment, you know, 
And so, yeah, it can, I'm like, it can be really demoralizing because you just hear no, 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 no. And you're just like, why am I doing this? Nobody yes. wants this. Yeah. Um, but that's not true. You just need to go find, you got to find the people that, that are looking for it at that moment. So Right. And some of ours didn't like, it made it and pay off like first thing, maybe like six months down the road, they remembered mm. me and, and gave yep. my name out. So now I feel like it makes sense when you're, when you're talking, it makes more sense that you have a, a sales background because like most people wouldn't be comfortable doing a lot of, or not initially, at least they would, they'd have to really like push themselves to do that, that kind of right, stuff. I feel yeah. like, um, but with you, do you have any, do you have any, um, things you would do as far as like following up with people? It seems like you're pretty good about doing the outreach and you know that you kind of need to stay in their attention somewhere and kind of stay at the top of their mind. Did you have any stuff that anything you would do? Like, let's say you went and talked to someone and they're like, Oh, thanks for the info. Maybe we'll keep you in mind. Like, right. did you have any system? I mean, if not, that's fine. I'm just curious, but did, what did you do like down the road to kind of help them remember you or did they just happen to see something? Right. something? I think as far as like the real estate stuff, the people that told me no with that, it was kind of hard to get back in with them unless they ended up like seeing something I did from another agent and it went back mm -hmm. to them that way. Um, it worked off better with the, um, or it worked out better with the wedding venues because mm -hmm. Even if they said no, if I still did a wedding video near them or there, I would get a shot and like post it online. And I hate social media. I hate the time that it sucks out of your life to have to post stuff. But it's like, if you post this awesome shot of their venue and tag them in it and people are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Then they repost it and then they remember you like it, you know, mm. it's like subconsciously going in their head. You're kind of forcing them to like uh, promote you a little yeah. bit. Well, yeah. and Another thing that I think plays into it is like, you're not getting hired by the venue, right? You're getting hired by the people booking at the venue. They're just kind of referring people to you. Exactly. Right? And a lot of, yeah, a lot of people that are like brides typically book their venue first and then a planner and then a photographer. And so mm -hmm. for video, it's kind of weird. We get some people that are super excited about video and book us like two years in advance. And then we get some people that are like, we didn't think we wanted video, but now our wedding's tomorrow. Like we want a videographer. And so <laughs> we get like, all, yeah, we get all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for some reason, I feel like it's easier to, to approach someone who's not the direct person you're trying to get to buy from you, but like someone who knows those people. Right. Um, because when you're talking mm -hmm. to someone who would be the end buyer, they just kind of feel like, oh, this person is just trying to sell me. You know what I mean? Whereas... If it's not the direct person, it just feels a little, I don't know, at least in my experience, it feels a little less awkward. Like for instance, we talked to a, um, and it's like an, a county association of realtors, right? And so they have realtors come in for trainings and they do all this stuff. And we were talking to them about, Hey, can we give a training to your members and this and that? And they were like much more open to that than when we called, let's say we called like brokerages and we're like, Hey, can we come talk to your agents? They're just like, who are you? I don't think so. You know? Right. Uh, so they were kind of a little bit more standoffish where I feel like kind of like, association where it's a little bit more of their mission to like bring in other people and kind of connect people so mm -hmm. like they were more receptive to that idea so it sounds like same thing with like the venue where um you know the venue would just be kind of referring you out and connecting yeah. you and if you're good then it kind of makes them look good to have a good videographer exactly. on their role you know exactly cool that makes sense. That's awesome. So, all right. So let's, let's fast forward a little bit. So that was kind of four years ago and then three years ago, I started doing real estate. So now kind of post COVID, what would you mm -hmm. say is your real estate to wedding mix? I know it's changed quite a bit. It sounds like. Yeah. The COVID has been <laughs> screwed everything up this year, Yeah, but um, 
I'd say I do maybe like two or three real estate jobs a week. And so okay. I feel like it keeps me pretty busy. And then I do, I mean, this year's just been weird, but I typically do maybe three or four weddings a weekend. And my husband also shoots. So he'll go like to another wedding. And then mm-hmm. you know, if we're double booked for a day, but usually we have, you know, between two and four weddings on a weekend. I mean, that still sounds like a lot of weddings and a lot of, and a lot is, of stuff going it on. It is a lot. We're trying next year's kind of out of the question because we had so many move to next year. But for 2022, mm-hmm. we're trying to like, we've raised our prices. We're trying to do less just so we're not, you know, come Sunday, we're like burned out. Yeah. We'd rather have like, you know, one or two that we can really focus on and do a great job on. Yeah. Well, and then you're shooting all this stuff, but then you got to go edit it all and all the post stuff. So yeah, that's where I'm now. I'm editing all these October weddings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's cool. That's, that's awesome that you've been able to, to like kind of uh, have those two different industries that seem to like go up, op- not opposite of each other, but it's like, I know virtual tours and real estate video is getting more popular with COVID because people didn't want to travel as much or people didn't want to like go in houses, but then, you know, that's when the weddings did. So it's nice that you had a little bit of the the seesaw to balance each other out. Yeah. I feel like I've done like weddings on the weekends and real estate during the week. So it's been nice to have both. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, and I don't want to keep you on here for too long, but before we go, I, I, I always like to ask people something along the lines of, you know, if either, if you were starting over again, or if you were talking to a brand new person wanting to kind of get into drones and either real estate or wedding stuff or, or whatever, you know, what advice would you give them if they were like, Hey, how do I like get started? What would you do if you were me? Like, what would you say to them? I think just kind of what we talked about earlier, like writing down, or like you said, videoing your goals, because it helps to think in your head, like, man, I just want to be doing real estate photography or drone work. But to say like, I want to shoot, you know, 10 land drones, you know, drone jobs this year, or I want to work with two real estate agents consistently, or, you know, I think it helps to like put your goals down and then work towards that. And so even if it's like a a little goal at first, you know, when you hit that first milestone, it helps you feel like you're making progress and that you can move on to the next thing and, and book more people. Yeah. I like that. I like writing down. I like how you make it specific. Like I want to work with X number of land deals or this way. And, um, now, would you write, the, I'm just curious, would you write those down like every day or what was your, or just at some point you would write it down and then just kind of like let it. Um, the way that I always do, I always do goals in like December or January for the next year. Okay. So cool. When I left my old job, I left January 2nd. So it was like a fresh kind of start. Fresh. Yeah. After my goals for the year. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, sounds like you crushed the goal and, uh, and I've been doing good at that and that that's paid off. I know there's a lot of like science too behind like if you consistently like write down your goals too, it keeps it on your mind. So you're like focused every day, like, okay, here's what my goals are. Is what I'm doing today helping me hit those goals? Yes or no, you know, so that's cool. All right, so if people want to know, I don't find out more about you, watch your cool wedding videos and real estate stuff, like where can they find out more about you or see your see your work? Um, so my website is wildwood.media or I'm okay. on Instagram under at wildwood.media. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Jen. I love talking to you and and hearing your story and um, hear about how you've adapted and pivoted and everything with COVID too. I think that's really, um, you know, a lot of people will appreciate hearing what those strategies were. So um, thanks. And uh, we'll see you later. Awesome. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jen Allen. I got a lot out of that. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, talking to her. I thought she shared a lot of great insights 
I was really proud about how she uh, overcame the adversity of COVID and pivoted and um, made something happen and kept her business going and thriving um, even through a really hard time for her industry. So I was really impressed with that and hope you got some good inspiration out of that as well. Before I let you go, I just wanted to remind you um, about one thing. If you want to participate in our little contest that we do and win some free prizes, uh, look for the link either in the email below the YouTube video um, or it may be in the show notes. I think it's in the email. Uh, take a look, answer our one question quiz about the two truths and a lie and you can enter to win some uh, cool stuff. Also, one more thing, if you're interested in taking any of our courses, a lot of times we do um, like promos just for people on the podcast. I can't remember what our exact deals are right now, but if you just uh, try any of our courses uh, and try type the word podcast, uh, there may be a promo code there. So you can try that out and see if there's um, some, some discounts you can get on courses. I know for our mini courses, like the Drones 101, Mini 2 Mastery, some of the smaller courses, if you use the promo code podcast, it gives, you to, gives it to you for just a dollar. So those are some fun courses to get into if you're kind of on the beginner end of drones and kind of getting to know the drone world. So give that a shot, see if you can get some discounts. And uh, yeah, we love hearing from you. If you ever want to send us an email, thank you so much for listening. Love doing these podcasts bringing drone entrepreneur knowledge to you. Hopefully it inspires you um, to build your business. I'm excited about some of the other guests we have coming up too on season four. We have some people say, hey, I listened to your podcast for a while. I implemented the advice I got and now I'm hitting $1,000 a month and I want to come on your show. So we've had several of those um, so far on season four that will be coming up this season that I'm really excited to bring to you. That just makes me feel good to be like, hey, the information we're out there and that people are willing to share um, is helping others build a business and um, you know better things for themselves. So it's fun to see that, and it's fun to be a part of that in even a small way. So hope this inspires you and you get some good action items from it. Take care, go out there, and make things happen. We'll see you next week. For a while, I implemented the advice I got, and now I'm hitting $1,000 a month, and I want to come on your show. So we've had several of those um, so far on season four that will be coming up this season that I'm really excited to bring to you. That just makes me feel good to be like, hey, the information we're out there and that people are willing to share um, is helping others build a business and um, you know better things for themselves so it's fun to see that and it's fun to be a part of that in even a small way so hope this inspires you and you get some good action items from it take care go out there and make things happen we'll see you next week